Hello, everyone. Welcome to X Play Box Station, episode 12. Sorry we missed you last week, but we're back with a lot of content to hit you with. Today, I'm here with my Vic Vinegar, Pierce PP Gray. Say hello, Pierce. Let, let the people know that they can hear your pretty voice. Hello. <laughs> and we have our first tr special guest while we're all on here. We have Eric Shinmaru, um, the Shin of the gaming community. He um huge Nintendo guy and PC gamer and dabbles in everything else. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, as always, this is a video game podcast where we'll review industry news. We have two weeks worth this week, and we'll give you our hot takes on it and not pull any punches. Um, first um, topic of this week, what are you playing this week? And I'll first kick off to let's see what Eric's been playing this week. Um, For the most part, I've been dabbling back and forth between uh, Rocket League, and I've been trying to go ahead and play a bit of Monster Hunter game prep for a new uh, add-in that they're having. So nothing important then. Well, you, 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 for the most you, part, no. You, you've also been playing <laughs> one of the best games released this generation too, right? Don't get me wrong. What's that? Oh, talking about Overwatch? I don't, I don't want to even talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to know one of the best games of our generation is Sleeperhead, um, Overwatch. Everyone should play again, it. Again, nothing important. Um, that's a nice variety. It gets us on a little bit um, different topics there, a little different feels for different parts of the industry. And um, Pierce, what have you, you been looking? Uh, I haven't really been playing anything. I finished the last, it was two last week. Um, really haven't had a whole lot of time to play anything else, really. There's really nothing else to play. I'm really just waiting for, like, Mafia and shit like that. Okay. So. Well, I have been dabbling and um, looking at what game I should be playing after this. I've been uh, slowly um, picking away at The Witcher 3 for the last, like, little over a year now. And I finally beat that. Um, now I need uh, my next main top title. I'm probably going to go through a bunch of games, like, just start ripping through them. Um, trying to decide if I should play God of War next or finish Red Dead Redemption 2, um, Quantic Dreams, um, Recore, some, just something light, fun, a little bit playful, you quicker. Finished, you haven't finished Red Dead 2 yet? I'm probably, like I'm probably three like, years. Dude, all those big open world games, especially like Red Dead, I just like explore, 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 and then I get explored out and I quit. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eric bought it, right? Yeah, I did. I played it for like 20 minutes and I never played it again just because oh. I was like so lost in the world. I played it for about six weeks, just kept exploring, got like a, some of the best gear in the game, and then it just the story didn't interest me as much as the world. I probably have like less than half the game left, if I'm being completely honest. I did a lot of the missions. Have you, have you gotten tuberculosis yet? I always have tuberculosis. I'm a walking embodiment of diseases. <laughs> Um, so just a uh, hot take. I, I know Pierce really wanted to take this off. And I know when I had my last special guest with Rob Tisdale, um, we, I went into this and he did as well, but let's hear, um, you know, what pissed me off this week? Yeah. Last of Us part two ending for Pierce. If you want spoilers, I'll give Pierce a five minute clock to, um, voice his frustration. So you only have to speed up five minutes if you really care about spoilers on this game. Okay. Pierce, <laughs> take it away. What pissed you off this week? What pissed me off this week was really last week was fucking Last of Us 2. 
Uh, rage, bring it. Uh, fucking rage, fucking rage. No, fucking, oh, that is such a piece of shit ending. Like, the whole thing. Like, first off, too much time spent with Abby. Could have easily been done in DLC. Could give two fucks. The fucking, like, fake out death they did with Tommy, stupid. Fucking, the shit with just, like, Abby getting caught and being this hard-ass fucking ox of a fucking woman and getting fucking captured and crucified pretty much. Stupid. And then just the ending in general with fucking the last fight was just uh, Ellie just saying, come on, let's fucking finish this shit. And then she didn't finish it. She just let her fucking live because she saw a fucking flashback of Joel. Stupid as shit. Dumb as fuck. Waste of a game, I felt like. Okay. Easily, I, I... easily waste of fucking, I had like, what, 40 hours in that? Easily a waste of 40 hours. Okay, I, I, I will say I absolutely loved what they did with that story up to the very, very last part. Yeah, they caught Up to out. the last they, half. They, 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 they the last out. whole half. The first half was great. Ellie's story was great. I loved it. And then they threw me Abby for fucking 10 hours, and it just fucking took it out of me. That's why it took so long to finish. They, um, they, they copped out on the first game of not killing any uh, main characters, and then they killed a main character right off to start the second game and then they copped at the end killing anyone important um i i will say i felt like that game was like someone told you you were gonna die of thirst in the desert and the whole mission is just to prove them wrong you won't die of thirst you strive through that game strive through that game and you finally get close enough to sip water and you're like you know what i'm just gonna fucking die of thirst that's how i felt i'm like just take the fucking water and drown the <laughs> drown that girl <laughs> yeah like you went all this way. You ruined your family dynamic, and you didn't kill her. She gave up everything for that ending of, and she the whole game was her pursuing this revenge story, and, and she, she just didn't, she just she, last second just walks away from it. And yeah, I mean, she killed so he many killed people. scores scores of people she's basically the mass murderer that just went through and destroyed families and people's entire worlds for this revenge plot and she her was, entire world and she just gave was, it up she was thanos of the last of us she, she had fingers got it and then just died on a farm yeah she had she she had all the infinity stones she killed all fucking five people and then just snapped her fingers and was like ah fuck it she she was literally the thanos she 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 lived on a farm and like yeah i ending was dog shit eric so we we were upset with how this game and ended um do you have any game endings that were phenomenally disappointments to you phenomenal disappointments Hmm. can't come up with anything right now i'm trying to think of some games your whole life's a disappointment that's the problem Oh, it definitely is. That's it's, <laughs> exactly just just like the ending of Last of Us Two. I just um, always had on a farm, man. Yeah, just you always snap your finger and end up dying on a farm. It's okay, just... yeah. <laughs> you have a, you have a minute of frustration left. Anything else you want to express? Uh yeah. Um, the fact that the play is Abby so fucking long, and get dragged down by her pointless storyline. I didn't care for it. You know, if they had flipped it and then and done her storyline first and then Ellie's, 
I might have been a little bit more intrigued. It would have made the murdering of all of Abby's friends a lot more engaging because yeah, I it would have made them a lot were. more sensitive. Yeah, it would have made it a lot more sensitive. It would have made it a little bit harder to kill each one for the player because they were just random people that like hurt you bad. Yeah, they were just people that were guilty by association. Um, so, but, but yeah, I mean. That's good. We got you. We got you under. We hear your pain. Um, yeah, they they kind of cop out on endings. Apparently, originally they wrote that to be a darker ending where she actually got her revenge and it kind yeah, of for her part as a person. And they stepped back from that and they copped out of it. So that's, that's what I wanted to see the whole game. I wanted to see that the whole game is Ellie just fucking I know. fall into this pit of like despair and like regret and probably fucking kill herself at the end of the game like i would have been saw that as a dlc the actual proper ending that would be great fucking director's cut like extra 30 minutes yeah i would be fine with that so there's a few parts where you that are like probably the hardest parts of the entire game where you have to play abby and you have to like fight ellie and there's so many times where you're like sneaking up on ellie and ellie just blasts you and kills you in like one shot you're dead i'm like i'm fine with this ending yeah i'm fine with this ending let's just stop here let's just stop here and they make you replay this and it's like makes zero sense game mechanical wise it was a terrible 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 um um game mechanic of abby fighting ellie because it made zero sense uh like you had to like throw something at her and then sneak up on her and only half the time only half the time it worked it was so difficult and so hard that they had to throw a fucking hint in there. If this small boss battle is so trying, why is it in there to begin how, with? How cool would have they would have been if you had to do that perfectly first time or you just got a completely different ending? That would have been I fun. would have been fucking totally fine because I purposely died to think that was the ending. I did too. I went in there guns blazing with my fucking fist and got shot in the face and was like, oh, that's it. And then it was like, nope, fucking continue. Retry. We're we're way over on the segment. So um, let's go to the new one. Uh, This is a new segment we're going to do at the beginning of every month, especially since going through this holiday season is what games are coming out this month. And we're going to, I'm going to rattle through these. And if anyone wants to say something on one of these games while I'm coming through, and there's a few I'm going to stop no matter what. I, I think the first week of September, I'm going to stop and ask you what what's everyone think, anyone's looking forward to any of these games. And we'll go through that way. Um, so this first week, I'm going to go through the first eight days of September. So I'm going to cheat a day. <laughs> Error in Secret of the Seasons. Don't know what that is. Not going to buy it. Um, <laughs> Marvel's Avengers, September 4th. Hold on. We'll talk about it. Um, NBA 2K21, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, Re-Reckoning. So that's the first week. Um, I'll go to Eric first. Any of those games interest you? Uh, probably the only thing there would be Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only thing. And we're, we're going to dive deep into Tony Hawk, so we can talk about that a little bit later on the podcast. Um, what, gotcha. what do you have going for us, Pierce? Uh, Kingdom of Amalur. It's sort of a reboot and an extension of the first one. So, and we won't talk about that later. So, if you want to give us a little little dip into there, go ahead. I mean, there's really not much to dip in. Okay. Uh, it's a very it, it was a very hidden gem uh, when it came out on the 360. Uh, I played it. I loved it. I, it had a lot of good RPG mechanics. Can't wait to play it again and get a little extra bang for my buck. And I played it only for the Mass Effect armor. Not gonna lie. 
<laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go through the rest of September um, just real quick because I don't know what half of these are. Some of them are interesting. I know some of them you guys are looking forward to. We have um, our uh, WRC9, have no clue what that is. Internal Drift, again, no clue what that is. Spelunky 2, a lot of people are looking forward to that game. Crisis Remastered. Don't know why you need to remaster that game. Still looks pretty good. Yeah, it's um, way yeah, ahead of its. It's way ahead of it. I just played Crisis Two, and it's still way ahead of its time graphically. I feel like W E Two Battlegrounds. I know everyone's gonna rush out to get that. Thirteenth um, Sentinel. Um, don't know what that is. Mafia. Don't know if it uh, definitive, definitive edition. Uh, Mastrum Portal Royale Four. Troll Hunters, Defenders of Arcadia, RPG Maker. Give me a second, my Roman numerals. I'm pretty sure this is 105. What is it? M5. M5? Let me Google it. I'm pretty sure M's 100. If keep, I remember. Keep going. If I remember my um, Roman numerals, that's it. Those are the big releases this, this month. Um, any of those tickle you? Uh, uh, 1,005. MV oh. is MV is a thousand and five. My bad, it's not hundred. Um, so Spelunky two, um, Crisis, W, E two, Battlegrounds, Mafia, Mafia, yeah, Mafia. <laughs> Are you in that too? I haven't played the first Mafia ever, like on the PlayStation two or Xbox original Xbox, if it was on there. So I'm super excited. I've played all two of the Mafias. I love Mafia two. I love Goodfellas, and I love a good, like, Godfather-esque mafia. Like, just that, like, time period in itself is fucking fantastic. Okay. What about uh, you? What about you, Eric? Yeah, I have to agree with Mafia. I remember getting the first one for free as, like, a present and just playing around with it. And it was definitely way different than, like, games similar in its aspect. So I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, going getting back into that again. Yeah, it felt like a what early um, 20th century Grand Theft Auto to me. Um, exactly. I played it on the PC when it first came out. I bought it like as my dad as a Christmas gift. I'm like, give me money, I'll get you a gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and like I played the first Godfather, and that was like the first mafia game I actually played, and loved it and just thrived and like yearned for more mafia games and then mafia 2 came out on the 360 and like i read up and read up and i was like oh this ties into mafia 1 cuz you kill vito or no you kill a uh, tommy right tommy well i i will also say this list is updated from the new nintendo direct now that i'm thinking of it cuz i'm pretty sure there's a mario game coming out on september 18th which we'll talk about later as well um, but that's all for that segment. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit. So there was a lot of news that came out this week about Halo Infinite. And I will start on, I understand the background of this, of anyone's um, understanding, understanding of the background of the story. I will, I'm going to tell you the news headlines that came out, and then I'll tell you the back, um, background after you guys react to um, where it all came from. So rumors of the news headline is Halo Infinite may drop Xbox um, One version to focus on Series X. And Halo Infinite um, plans to delay up till 2022 and while they're removing the Xbox One support. 
And I know this is probably gonna be a little bit more of a hot button item for Pierce for reaction. So let's go to him first. You're on mute, man. I really don't care that it's uh, not gonna be on Xbox One X. Really? I mean, or Xbox One. I'm really not that pressed about it. I wanted to wait. I'd rather wait for a full game than a Destiny style game. So if I gotta wait another what year, two years, I'll wait. It's not like I haven't waited for a game like Cyberpunk. And plus I'll probably be more busy with Cyberpunk than anything else for the rest of this year and probably next year and twenty twenty, honestly. So you don't care that they're dropping Xbox One support? Don't care if they take a whole extra year and a half to work on the game? You're cool. No, if they take a – it looked rough. It looked rough. If that's what they were going to give me this year, this fall, it looked rough and looked like it wasn't going to be fun to play. So it, if they can tweak and fix and modify some of the gameplay, some of the mechanics, some of the physics, graphics, and give me a full complete game instead of – releasing it episodic i'd be fine with that to, to me from the um halo gameplay trailer it looked like they were mostly just missing textures um data pool um because they had a lot of they had pop in here and there and they were missing lighting effects so uh, personally i didn't think the game looked terribly far off they did bring back one of the um story directors from the original halo trilogy um he just came back so it's kind of speculating that they're going to this is going to be a living campaign that you're going to have an ending, but you're going to have a continuing campaign missions that release in patches, um, kind of like Destiny does almost. So it's going to be in-game shit pretty much. Because this guy was known basically for directing the story and campaign for the first three Halos. That, that, gives, me, that gives me a little hope because then maybe I'll get the Halo that I wanted. You know? So... Um, Eric, any any thoughts on this? Uh, I know you're not probably fairly connected to Halo, but I'm sure you've uh, dabbled. Well, the interesting thing is me and my friends, we've just recently started playing the Master Chief Collection. Oh. So I'm trying to get back into my Halo roots. So when, they've been, when they were talking to me about Halo Infinite, and I actually heard about this whole entire thing where it was coming to Xbox One X first, I thought that was kind of weird. I agree with Harris about it where they should just wait it out, let it complete itself and then go ahead and move on to the next, uh, to the next Xbox. I also know that it's coming on the PC as well. So I would rather it actually just jump over and take the time that it needs to, to go ahead yeah. and analyze everything. Yeah. I would much rather it fucking be a complete full game, good game rather than them working on it for two years while it's released. Yeah, I think it'll just be very disappointing if we get it now and it's not what everybody's expecting it to be. Yeah. Okay. I, I will. I, I'm glad to hear you're getting back in the Master Chief collection. Um, better late than never, and you're getting back to your Halo roots. Maybe we'll have to um, play sometime. Um, I oh, will yeah, say. Them. I will say these these Halo Infinite rumors were completely uninstantial um, rumors from a blog post that has no actual sources whatsoever so a lot of people ran crazy with the story and there's nothing substantial about it whatsoever and it just blew up like literally blog posts could um, blow up right now because microsoft's being so quiet about everything and not being openly communicating on things so yeah. it's, it's kind of funny as the week went on 
the more information you found about how found out about this like they did comment on these stories and it's sad they have to comment on these rumors but there is a zero substantial evidence or any sources whatsoever for these <laughs> so i didn't want to tell you guys beforehand i wanted to see um what you guys what your like true honest opinions are because i mean either way i mean if it's supported or not like hopefully that's what they fucking end up doing and if they don't they don't but it i feel like it'd be better for them in the long run okay Okay, our next topic is an interesting one, and I think it's one that's, I know it's only a little over three years due, but I think it kind of came out with a little underpower, and it definitely could use a revamp model. Um, there's rumors that circulating around the new Nintendo Switch is the launch in 2021 claim support. The report claims um, to be infor um, informed by sources in the console's supply chain, say the new version of the Nintendo Switch will feature improved um, interconnectivity and better display quality. And I know last time these rumors came out, we got a switch light that you couldn't hook up to your television, but it was good for the go and it had better battery life. There's no suggestions though, as of the power of the hardware. So it's unclear if the, it will be a, like a pro version or a, a series X version, kind of a, like an like Xbox one X. Um, Eric, I know you're my, my, my switch guy. Does this excite you as a Switch owner? And uh, yeah, I mean, you're pretty far um, invested in that ecosystem, right? Yeah, um, I'm a little bit excited about it. At the same time, I'm also in the point where it's like, uh, are you guys going to go with like the Apple model and just release another version of the same thing over and over again? Because with when we all thought the Switch Lite was going to go ahead and be the Pro model. It was kind of like, everybody's like, oh, okay. Now this is happening where they're claiming like, hey, all these new features are going to be happening. I even saw some patents for it. But um, if it is the new Pro, I'll definitely go ahead and put money down on it. If it's just like another regular base switch with slightly better performance, I'll wait it out. I, I will say, I think this is very much in Nintendo's DNA. How many different versions of the DS were released? Oh yeah, no. This is this is something they definitely do a lot. There was the <laughs> D, there was the DS, DS Lite, DSi. Um, I feel like there was another iteration of the DS in there. Then there was a 3DS and then 3DS SL and XL and Triple XL and. Uh, then they went the new the new 3ds the, the new 3ds where they had a like a little joint <laughs> and they had a smaller and a larger version of that that came out yeah i mean their ds they went f fucking bonanza with and i would not expect this any different since it's such a runaway hit why wouldn't you release a better display i could almost see them just doing a, 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 a light pro and a switch pro why the hell not Make everyone rebuy shit. <laughs> Nintendo way. You gotta, gotta run away, hit, run with it. Yeah, right now they look like they're just getting away with it. And I, I do wish they could just stick with, uh, like, even with the light. I was really like underwhelmed by the whole entire fact that they didn't. Yeah, you couldn't hook it up. I was like, that was such a weird uh, way to go about. They could have just left that there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand how that hardware works. Maybe they had to take out an additional accelerator or processor. I will say it would be really easy to update the graphics card, not mess up the ecosystem at all, um, and just give it a little bit stronger of a processor for the graphical upkeep. 
and like put a 1080 display in there, like a nicer display and, I, and a nicer battery life, even if it was more hefty, I think it would make a lot of people happy to have like a even nicer looking, like, because like, I, I, I love playing my Switch hooked into my television if I have an option, because it looks so much better. It yeah. plays better. And they could make that equal playing ground on the go. That would be a big improvement to me. No, definitely, I agree. Um, anything else, Pierce? You want to say anything, or you? I'm guessing you don't really care too much about Nintendo from our previous conversations. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is why I thought it'd be fun to have Eric. He cares more about the PC and Nintendo side. I care about a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mostly, mean, I mostly I use my switch. switch. I mostly use mine for flights. I, I play it nonstop when I'm flying places. Love it for that. I don't play it as much at home as I wish I probably did. Yeah, I mean, I would like to buy a switch, but there's really nothing I'd play on it. Since. Man, you could do VR. They have a new Mario Kart VR VR mode coming out, and they have. Yeah, uh, that's what I got an Oculus Quest for. But you can't build your um, VR Mario Kart out of cardboard and I don't give a fuck. go around your house in cardboard and just missing out. <laughs> missing uh, out i could just build a cardboard box car and drive around my house <laughs> next topic um lord of the rings Gollum. um it looks like it's the same developers that made um the shadows of mordor games that came out earlier it's in that same universe but now we're going to have a stealth combat Gollum game. It looks like you're going to be sneaking around Mordor, and it reminds me of a game called Sticks. I know they gave away on Xbox Live free, where you're like this little goblin guy, and there's a little bit of a, um, a, a little bit of a stealth action, like kind of attack, stealth puzzle solving. Yeah, little but bit of platform. It, it's interesting because I, I imagine they're going to like just shove it down our throat the um, Nemesis system because. It's the most compelling part of that, but also tell us an interesting story about Gollum that everyone seems to love this character for some reason or not. I wish I could be a little mutant guy that lived in a cave and everyone loved me for it <laughs> and talk like I was too. Um, does this excite either one of you guys? I know I really love the Shadow of Mordor games. I love Shadow of Mordor. I, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what kind of uh, – path they go down this if it's going to be more of like you it's almost like you know you have the ranger story you have Italian story and then you have like Gollum story right here and like you're just going to be like you know there's going to be cutscenes where Gollum's helping you know they're going to show the cutscenes or turn them into cutscenes with Gollum showing like random shit or showing them the ring or like getting Italian's way and then the showing what Gollum's doing off on the side. So I, I will I will give a little bit of a break in on this game. The game uh, mixes stealth and vertical climbing parkour. Um, if you want a reference that might be similar to like Prince of Persia, but it's mostly non-combat, but Gollum will be able to stealthily take out enemies. However, it's not always easy and it always comes with a big risk. Um, they want players to weigh these encounters as consequences after all column strength lies in his cunning not combat so it'll be interesting to see a story and how well that conveys with um piecing the fuck out i i know parts of the last of us are like that it's easier to just sneak past the parts than actually just fight every one of the clickers 
fucking crawl simulator, baby. Dude, that is my favorite part. I still need to play Last of Us Part 2, crawling through the whole game. <laughs> um, are you a Shadow of Mordor, Lord of the Rings fan, Eric? Um, I have Shadow of Mordor. I've played it. I actually do really enjoy it, but I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but, I will um, say I'm not a big f- – I've never sat down and actually watched Lord of the Rings, but – This is why I never invited either one of you guys to New Zealand when I went, because you guys just didn't want to appreciate it. I would have well, gone. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go ahead and make some, like, really snide comments in the background, but I wouldn't yeah. do it. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I, I, I went to the Hobbit t- Hobbiton, though, and I uh, checked out a few of the sites just because they're really cool locations, but it wasn't my main priority of going there. <laughs> I would have liked to go to Blue Lagoon with you. That's in Iceland, but close. Close. Other I side mean, of the map. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Um, I mean, Eric tried to go on a trip with me, and he, he, he died halfway through, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was the best part of the trip. Dying? Yeah. Uh, with Jordan, probably. It's the implication. He didn't have to spend time with me. He really locked out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can only, I can only deal with Jordan, honestly, for like, 20 minutes yeah then he just yells at me the whole time yeah i i constantly am yelling you know me eric i'm a huge yeller oh yeah yeah like he's yelling at me right now so um next topic let's go i wrote call of booty reveal yeah because that's what it is fucking booty Dude, it's gonna be an approximate 100 gig download for fucking people, the deluxe some, oh game. God. Some people are booty men. So um, did you guys see our, that? Our friend, our friend, our friend Charlie, download? our friend Charlie would love this since it's um, he's really into booty. So Call of Duty's right up his alley. So Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was re- revealed, but uh, seems to be within Warzone. I'm not quite sure how they're releasing this game, to be completely honest. Um, I did see some tweets of some really interesting things that came out um, of how it will be upgraded to, and it just doesn't make any sense. Um, did you watch any of the trailer reveal, either one of you? I watched, I watched the trailer, and it looks like they're going back to their um, Black Ops 1 formula with like going you know nothing super crazy out of the ordinary you know you just but there's also those big action set pieces you get to hang out with Ronald reagan though yeah some jelly beans and that the (laughs) wasn't the butcher in there too from uh the guy that plays the butcher and the boys i i I don't know i don't know every it looked like there's a lot of motion cap in there so there's gonna be a lot of fucking i did big names I did know. Um, I'm not sure how they got Ronald Reagan to do his mocap, but I'm pretty impressed. Because <laughs> Ronald Reagan's the devil and lives forever. I don't know if he's the devil, but if he's doing mocap, he is living forever. I mean, yeah. Those jelly Just beans like... did not slow him down. <laughs> no, it looked. Uh, I just it hope. Looks... I hope one of the collectibles in the game is like. Um, bags of jelly beans or jars of jelly beans that would be so fucking cool i would play that game they add, <laughs> they add a collectible jelly bean and you had to collect every jelly bean out of the president's um jar the pit is jar back together for him and that game revolved around that i'd buy in a heartbeat and play it so activision if you're listening i know you're you're not you're a few miles from me in santa monica um call me up add jelly bean collecting in it i'll buy i'll buy four game four copies four copies <laughs> 
anything else anyone want to say constructive because i have nothing constructive to say about call of duty i've never been a fan i think it's overhyped overplayed i mean really other things i'd rather play that i think the campaigns are fun yeah that's that's like the only thing i'll probably play this for if i do get it is for the campaign because call of duty uh after before what advanced warfare they had good stories like uh, Call of Duty, um, Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 1, one, two, one and, and 2, 3, and then Black Ops 1, 2 were fucking phenomenal. I loved them. And who doesn't yeah. like killing zombies, and then who doesn't like killing Nazis, and why don't you just combine oh, the two? Perfect fucking combination. World at, World at War was fucking great for just, like, the Nazi killing. That's all, the only reason I played that. Okay. <laughs> I have a mind fuck for both of you guys, okay? This is, I don't understand this completely, so, um, this is a breakdown of physical copies for um, the new Call of Duty um, Cold War, um, I, Black Ops Cold War. All right. Okay. So for everyone planning to get the physical editions, physical edition for a PS4 will upgrade your PS5 for 10 additional dollars. So you have to buy the $60 game, then upgrade it for $10. Um, the I know Microsoft will not allow companies to charge for upgrades to the next console. I, I know that's for a fact. So, like, I think this is where some of these issues come in. Um, the physical standard of Xbox One cannot upgrade to Xbox Series X. And that's because I know Microsoft will not allow a company to charge for those upgrades um, mm. to move generations. Um, physical standard copy of the PS5 only includes the PS5 version, no PS4 version. Physical standard copies of the Xbox Series X, though, version does include an Xbox One copy of the game. And I have zero clue how the digital versions work. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm guessing they work similar. But it, that's a little bit of a mindfuck just to read through and think about, right? Yeah, that, oh like, you lost me. You lost and the me. only reason you can't do the $10 upgrade from the um, Xbox version to the Xbox Series X version because Microsoft has said, fuck no, you're not allowed to charge it as dlc playstation's like yeah do where the fuck you want you want to charge 10 bucks go for it i don't care so, yeah i get a cut i get i get a 30 percent cut whatever you want to do go exactly because playstation fucking whacks everything they can but since like giving me fucking I'm half a game for fucking 40 dollars guessing the x the playstation 5 version the xbox series um x version will be a 70 dollar game so they will back cap you for your xbox one if you have like an xbox one in your bedroom or you like share copies you can take it and play your xbox series x xbox one because they um they're probably gonna charge you the 70 dollars, but they can't charge you an upgrade fee but if you buy the playstation 5 version don't don't bother playing it on your second console if it's a playstation 4 right and i know most people don't have those problems but it's kind of a silly semantics kind of like hey if you do this we'll do this if you do this we'll do this but if you do this yeah. it's like when creed's playing fucking um chess with fucking jim don't do that because then i'll do this don't do that or i'll do this yeah and if you do that i'll do this and if you do that and do it i'll do this he's like yeah how about this oh i would never I do would, that i would never <laughs> <do that>. yeah <laughs> i wouldn't do that if i were you <laughs> so um that's action division in a nutshell for you. Um, not very oh, clear. God, yeah, it is. And um, they still have not shown multiplayer for this. But I will say, I did read an article today that I don't. I did not log in our notes today. Uh, there was a YouTube streamer that accidentally streamed the multiplayer, which they have yet to reveal yet. <laughs> so they've only shown story mode, and then someone's leaking their multiplayer 
and accidentally streaming it. Cancel him. Cancel culture. Cancel him. I know. I mean, worst company in the world is not EA anymore. It's that YouTube streamer. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Get rid of him, kick him in the nuts, and throw him in the ditch. We need to burn down his house. Yeah, we need to murder this person. So um, this next one, we got some Sony news, and I don't know if either one of you guys have the heart to care um, about the Sony news I'm about to drop on you. One's interesting, and it sounds kind of connectish for me. It's a little bit too close to connect. Uh, but you'll like are, that. If people, like if people people aren't into the connect, I don't know if they're really going to be into this, but um, people only care if you're stealing their identity and they're 100% aware. This might be at least enough under the um, – Enough right under eye. the under the counter that you might not see it right away. But um, um, PS5 DualSense patents. The DualSense is the new PS5 controller. So the PS5 DualSense patents suggest next-gen controllers could detect users. They could detect you by the way you hold your controller. So if you hand your controller to someone else that has a profile on your um, console, it could by their patent, detect the person by the way they hold it, and then log them, log you out and log them in. What the hell? That's biometrically invasive. (laughs) It's like, okay, this person's weight doesn't feel the same. It's another person, obviously. Yeah, there's somebody's fat fingers like on the controller. (laughs) Oh, this is a different brand of Doritos. Yeah, reported by the patent, disguise a system that would use the um, dual sense sensor includes the gyroscope and the accelerometer to gather temporary data to track the controller's position, orientation, and properties such as the volume, uh, maximum velocity, minimum velocity, means of velocity of the controller given a time such as 60 seconds as an example. And the controller can prompt the user to accept or reject the detected profile. This patent looks to solve issues having um, manually logging into multiple accounts provided a more seamless experience. I know no. the Connect tried this, and it would log people out. It, it would log you out and log you back in if it like lost track of your face. Well, and I would I had like brothers that would walk in the room, and like as soon as they walk in the room, or I walked in the room, it would just log me in. It would pop yeah. up. Welcome, Jordan. My yeah, name. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. That's so dumb. Hey, but this is a feature everyone's got to use. It's got to change the world. The dual sense is got to make you feel gaming, and you're gonna feel like the console knows you. It's like if you go up and you like come and spoon your controller. It's like, ooh, that's yeah. Eric. You're gonna have Pierce. a very. You're I'm gonna, gonna log a very Eric in. Into, yeah, you're gonna have a very just, intimate just, relationship just with snug, your PlayStation Just snug up to me a little bit more, Eric, and I'll log you right in. Yeah, big boy. Sounds extra creepy. Yeah. <laughs> sounds not, extra not you creepy. guys talking about it, just the controller itself just sounds extra no. creepy. Sounds yeah. like, guys, it's you guys, not like a very clingy ex-girlfriend. You, yeah, guys aren't, this, you guys aren't into that? No, this no, very sentient Xbox or PlayStation controller is going to like ruin my relationship. And I know I saved so, a really piece for this. I know I saved a piece for this next um, piece of news, but I don't believe I actually put it in the notes, so I'll just talk about it. Um, so um, Sony and Microsoft have been pretty closed-lipped a little bit lately, and a lot of their stuff's been coming out through leaks of packaging or through partners or other means. And Sony's corporate side has released quite a bit of information lately in this last week, and it's going to make the console world wars super interesting and how people argue about what their preferred platform is because 
Sony Corporate has now said they are going to speed up the release of their PS5 first-party games so they can get pump out more games. And they're also going to start releasing games on the PC. They haven't set a time scale like um, Microsoft has. Um, Microsoft's now day and date. But if you think back about 2016, 2015, games were taking about a year or two from their Xbox launch to hit PC. Fast forward four years, they're day and date now. Yeah. Um, I think Sony executives saw how much um, Microsoft's making, and they only have half as many consoles as them, and they posted record numbers this um, past year of their um, game division. I think Sony's kind of looking at them saying, oh, releasing on PC? There's a lot of money there we're leaving on the table. Right. Eric, as a primarily PC gamer, does this make you um, wet in your loins, or do you get hard? I don't know. I don't want to assume what you are. Dude, it feels like I'm taking Viagra, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I've been super excited about the whole entire thing with Xbox and Sony being allowing us to go ahead and start playing games now on PC, uh, almost exactly on the day of their release. It's something that I was hoping that Sony would have done a long time ago, but hey, now they're doing it, so. So Sony's only done really two big releases, and one was three years later, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and one was like mm-hmm. uh, about two years no, it was about a year later. Was it a full year? I don't know. It was close to with that um, that walking simulator. What was it called? With the uh, the Walking Dead guy. Um, <laughs> that yeah. that trending. Yeah. Death oh yeah, the trending. That one took about a year, and I hear um, Bloodborne's coming out probably before the end of the year, and they're working on God of War as well. So I mean, those are about two years to one year, um, two to one to three years space in between them as of right now it looks like trajectory but like those games hit top and steam um did you end up picking up horizon zero over dawn when it hit steam uh no i didn't actually what um, about a steam cell get it in there when it gets steamy and hot yeah it's coming up soon anyway <laughs> um pierce will you, how interesting will this make the console wars when people are like xbox has no true exclusives i'll just get it on the pc I mean, ex- I don't know. People dude. say that stuff all the time. I mean, I, I read it constantly. Yeah, which, like, Xbox still has exclusives, but just because, like, they're coming on, like, the Game Pass, doesn't it still well, makes them exclusive because you still can't play them on your PlayStation. Well, so. they, they come to, and what a lot of people miss is they come to the Microsoft platform, and that's what yeah. a lot of people miss. It's like, it's like bragging that the, phone, like, the game only came to my iPhone, but not my iPad. Like, it's like getting pissed off. Like, well, it's not exclusive to your, I, your iPhone because it came to your iPad, and it also works on your iMac, too. <laughs> it's like that kind of silly war like it's still the same um, ecosystem and yeah. your money's still going to the same company exactly it's funny like the same games for that just ecosystem. because just because it's going to game pass on pc doesn't mean it's not an exclusive like it's still microsoft yeah. so it's still a fucking exclusive yeah, like it's it, not it's not like gears of war is going to game pass and then going to psn like it will be interesting to see if um, PlayStation continues to do Steam or they open up their own like um, store, kind of like the Epic Store, Ubisoft Store, EA Store. Um. But doesn't Sony have like the PS Now and that's like 
their yeah. their whole That's, entire thing. Well, like PS Now will let you stream games, and they're yeah. like letting you stream like God of War, Last of Us, Spider Man on gotcha. the PC right now, but they don't allow you to actually download and own the game on the PC. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, game Pass lets you download the games. Then that's the, that's the huge difference is you can play the games natively on your hardware, and now they're incorporate trying to incorporate XCloud, which will be next week's probably big um, subject is XCloud because it's launching on the 15th, and how they're incorporating Game Pass and XCloud simultaneously, so you can stream or you can download it onto your um, platform of choice. Anyways, um, I was just curious of what everyone thought of. Um, thought on that news and like how it was going to change kind of the ecosystem. There was another one last piece of PS5 news, and I believe this is the last one. Um, last week, Sony um, again did under under the counter move. Um, they released a blog post of imploring people to go to their website and enter a lottery to possibly pre-order PS5s. You had to log in with your PSN name and they will be judging you based on your PS accolades and deciding whether you can pre-order the console that will be in short supply this season. And they will send you a link and you're allowed to download one console, like buy two controllers, a headset, and like two charge stations. They have all this detail in, but they don't tell you how they're gonna select people, when they're gonna select people. And this worries people because of how quietly they pass this. Sign up on us on the playstation.com site for a possible shot at downloading a, I'm at pre-ordering a PS5 through us. And they did this with a blog post, no announcement, no like marketing whatsoever. So people are afraid the emails are not going to go out with a like pre-order now in the next hour, or you don't get it, we'll move on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> and people are stressing over whether they have enough platinum trophies and different accolades and they've been on PSN long enough and they play enough games to be considered for a pre-order too, since they're like judging you. Wow. It sounds like they're, they're trying to go ahead and pick out elites. <laughs> dude, yeah, that is like the whales. Fucking, dude, that's the shittiest thing. You're looking for whales. You want those people who are going to spend like $1,000 a year to buy your PlayStation 5. Because they're going to buy every game and gobble up all 15 games at launch. It almost <laughs> sounds like they're afraid to, that they're not going to go ahead and make any good sales. No, because they know they're not. They know they're not. Because they only got fucking Spider-Man, which is a 20-hour game. So I'm a little confused if they have two games or not, to be completely honest, because I've heard a lot of people saying Ratchet and Clank's now launch window, which I launch window. Some people like mean that's like the first three months. Some people mean mm -hmm. to them that means first six months. I would say Ratchet and Clank at earliest is probably like a May, April release because they haven't given a release date of holiday 2020 or yeah. early 2021 yet. But yeah, like you said, there's only like really two games that are, um, there's a time exclusive of Godfall. There's a few small like time exclusives that might hit launch window the first six months. And there's only one true first party exclusive that's a Spider-Man DLC. And people get fucking pissed when you call it a Spider-Man DLC. Oh, because... do they get fucking <laughs> turned upside down? Do they get turned inside out? It's a standalone story kind of like the Last of Us did Left Behind. I'm like, yeah, that's still DLC. Yeah. <laughs> like, Left Undead Nightmares for a Dead Redemption. One of the best standalone content DLC packs ever. But still mm -hmm. DLC. 
Ballad of Gay Tony. Still DLC, even though it's standalone. It's yep. I'm, I'm like, you guys haven't played PC games long enough to understand. Expansion packs are the original DLC. Yeah. And what you're explaining is an like expansion pack for $30 that they release, and they add like a content, and they move on to make you replay the same game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole lottery system, that just seems super lowball. It really does. I will like, say... So like, that means I'm going to have to wait a whole six months to a year to get a new PlayStation just because I only play my PlayStation for exclusives. Well, this is to pre-order it through the um, PlayStation and like basically be guaranteed a pre-order spot. These these are going to be guaranteed pre-order spots that they pick you. You will still have opportunity to pre-order the selected availability at Amazon or GameStop, Walmart, or um, Chuck E. Cheese's, wherever you decide to pick up your console. <laughs> This holiday season, they have those crane games. You could maybe win one, but like, I still feel like that's still like. Uh... I I wish they would <laughs> honestly. I I'm not gonna lie. I wish they would do this for Microsoft because I've been an Xbox Live Gold member for like. Oh yeah. Sent <laughs> for like 17 years, going on 18 right now. Oh yeah, it's been. I've a I've had minute. Xbox Live Gold almost as long as you've existed. I picked that yeah. shit up when I was like ten or something. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, like, if the if Xbox does that, I fuck, dude, I definitely get in there early. I think my game, like, if they do it purely based off a of gamer score, I think I almost have a hundred thousand or over a yeah, hundred thousand gamers. Yeah, there's so score. many people with over a million. I hate. Oh that. yeah. Oh, I know, but like, even if they do it, like you know, if they do it based off, of your I mean. Score, Gamer scores under a hundred thousand, you don't get a pre-order. It'd be like fucking sweet. <laughs> Anyways, um, I will say PlayStation has Microsoft did a really good job at the marketing of the technical side. Basically, from their reveal of the, what the console looked like in November of last year, up to their um, deep dive teardown of everything up to like probably April, they were doing great on marketing. But their marketing for games for the um, Xbox has been abysmal. Seriously, in the last month, have you seen any gameplay for the Xbox Series X? And they just had one of the biggest gaming conferences in the world at Gamescom. And they didn't show any new gameplay. None of their partners, no third party, no first party gameplay on an Xbox Series X. We've actually not seen Xbox Series X. We've seen games demoed on the PC, but we haven't seen Xbox Series X gameplay. Even Halo Infinite was on the PC. Yeah. Is yeah, anyone but... else worried? We're like two months away from the same being in our hands and we don't have, neither console has given us a price, a release date, or substantial game. Substantial ga- I will say this past week, Ratchet and Clank gave us a substantial <clears throat> gameplay at Gamescom and it was actually looks like a new, like shiny new toy. Yeah. It, watching the seven to eight minute gameplay, I was actually like, oh, this looks exciting. Like, if this was on Xbox day one, I would buy it in a heartbeat. I'm not sold on either console day one, but I would lean towards, I'm, I'm a little bit Xbox biased uh, at times. I would lean towards Xbox just because, like, I know I'll be playing Cyberpunk at that time, like a week or two after it releases, and I want the best experience of Cyberpunk I could possibly get. Most yeah. of the games I may be playing are multi-platform, and I know they're going to seamlessly move on to my Xbox Series X. My PlayStation 5, 
I'd play Spider-Man and I would have to like buy brand new games. Yeah. My Xbox Series X, I can play the games and platforms. I'm, I'm like, like I like playing with my friends. I like playing a bunch of multiplayer games with them. I have Game Pass. I have a bunch of other things. I have a bunch of things without having to go out and buy just brand new titles over and over and over and get a lot of use out of that. So like I'm leaning to an Xbox Series X right now. I know Eric could care less because he's like given up on consoles and just playing PC unless it's on a Switch. For the most part, yeah. Um, I do remember reading an article, at least on Xbox, about the Xbox One X and their games, and that it sounds like Xbox really kind of cares more about how much their games are going to go ahead and be selling, and that's why they're really promoting a lot of the stuff, especially on PC, because they're really trying to catch like PC gamers into getting into the Xbox ecosystem, even if it's not getting the console, at least getting their games. So, no, oh, yeah. yeah, it's still using their platform. For yeah, their game. So, I think that's the whole entire reasoning why they haven't really shown anything on the on their actual system. So it's it's interesting. I think it's just the, them trying to go ahead and be like, hey, this is what we got. This is how you can play it. But you obviously know how it's going to look on the I, Xbox One X. I will say this um, time last this time in 2013 when the Xbox One was coming out, by September of 2013, I had played an actual Xbox One twice by this point in my person in my hands twice and i have not seen a series x anywhere i understand it's a pandemic it's really hard to demo things but i will say i had personally played two xbox one games and the xbox one at this point would have been further away from launching than the xbox series x is and i have not seen anyone physically sit down and play xbox series x and no. I personally had played Xbox One in 2013, once in July and again at the um, beginning of September before it was released. All right. So that's kind of like worries me a little bit that like people are like physically sitting down with these um, PlayStation 5s and are able to demo gameplay. And Xbox Series X, we hear about all these Microsoft employees taking these home and testing them and they're playing, they've been playing games on them for like, since like December of last year. It bothers me they haven't done any like over the shoulder video, like, hey, going through, this is your launching. I know they did those tech demo videos of side by side, but like, again, recorporate like some of that, like, hey, here's Gears of War playing, watch us play, do live video demos. And Microsoft have to, has had to walk back so much because so, so much of their marketing, I don't know if you guys have been like a gas station in the last month, but so much of Xbox marketing was around Halo. There are currently um, energy drinks with Halo on them at the stores today, Halo Infinite. They've had to rework their whole marketing strategy delaying Halo Infinite because everything was built around this. Their end of August showcase was built around Halo Infinite multiplayer and now they have to rethink that. And now still they're doing like the office like showdown on the Murder and Savannah episode where they're like have guns pointing at each other's head <laughs> and like I'm not going out alive and they're just holding guns to their head each other's head and like waiting for the other person like to say launch a price because I really do feel like Microsoft will match whatever Sony pits, but if Sony says six hundred for our, our um disc console and five fifty or five hundred for our discless console, I think the Xbox Series X will say, Hey, we're gonna match that discless version no matter what the price is. If they launch it at four fifty, we'll match it. If they launch it at five hundred, we don't have to eat as much. If they launch it at um, 600 and the discless version at 550 
$550, we'll match that. I think Microsoft just is trying to eat as little bit of it as possible and waiting to see how much um, Sony's willing to pull on this right now because they're in the corner where they have to really I also um, crowd support. I also feel like Sony's just like being too gung ho at the same time though because they're dropping all these all this fucking money on timed exclusives and like oh they're like not that. even done you haven't even seen some of the stuff they're pulling like that's what I, i'm saying i've, dude. I've like, heard there's just... at least three big third-party exclusive deals coming on that are traditionally multi-plat games they're that are going to be so much, exclusives. they're dropping oh, wow. so much money they're gonna have to charge a crazy fucking amount to like make their fucking money back I mean, and if you look at the analysts of how much they expect to sell, they will make that money back on um, software sales. And that's why they're also going to probably release their PS4 catalog um, on um, PC probably in the next year or so, so they can also get sales hype and get people to migrate from PC to their PS5 platform. And they're like, hey, look at all these games from my last generation. Now come experience them on our new generation. Yeah, uh, PlayStation is just taking, they're just spending way too much and they're going to have to, they, it's going to hurt them. I feel like, I, I feel like it's going to hurt them in the long run because they're not going to have anything to show for it. This is one of their few divisions in the last probably like, I think like probably eight years that's actually been optimized operating in the black and not the red it's been one of those most profitable parts of business i know they've had problems with sony motion pictures i know they've had problems with the sony hardware with their phones Um, i think their cameras are doing pretty good but like their laptop division they sold off like they've they've been making a lot of mistakes and operating in the red on a lot of divisions but um their game and entertainment has not been one. It's been one of their most profitable pieces of business. So I don't see them backing off. And I see they think this is an investment to grow a new platform. I mean, it could it could play out in their favor, but I just, I don't have, you know, this is the Xbox buys coming. I don't have faith in them that they're going to pull it off. Like, they're going to, oh, they're going to overcharge for the new PlayStation. So I know, Eric, you've been like reading things. You keep a good ear open you read articles here and there like you're you have a probably the farthest non-biased i mean you're part of the master race so you think everyone else is a bunch of <laughs> yeah so i mean you, right. you you run 1440p at 44 frames uh, a second so i mean you Native. like you think everyone like talking about oh man i'm gonna get 4k 60 frames you're like huh i used to remember when i was in middle school yeah I remember my first <laughs> So, um, so what's your what's your take on like this whole console war, like guns in each other's head? Who's going to pull first? Like these releases of these consoles. What are what is your take so far on the outside looking in? Um, for the most part, I it's really kind of like I want to see them already give out the pricing for this. It's one of those things where it's like I I'm not as invested into it, but I still want to know. I still want to find out what's going on. Just because it's it's nice to have a conversation piece to talk about. Um, I was gonna go ahead and start mentioning about like the whole entire thing where how Sony is just like dropping bombs everywhere. Um, I think that's it might actually be definitely going into their favor because right now, like we've talked before, Microsoft has really only touched base on their games on the PC platform. 
they haven't really put their games onto their own system to go ahead and try to like market it while Sony's just doing all these different things, showing off all these different games. Like, hey, we want your we want your money. They're trying to go ahead and get their people and with Xbox really kind of like staying quiet, it might catch some attention. Not especially on people who aren't like aren't like diehard Xbox fans or like diehard PC fans. It might go ahead and catch their attention. So, Eric, I know you're a bit of a weeb. I'm going to just out you like that. Um, Pierce, pull up a calendar of when I predicted these consoles were to come out because that's going to be my next topic, okay? So be, be aware of my previous predictions when I'm going through the story after this. But I'm going to touch base with Eric and then um, pull out a calendar and be ready for this. So, um, Eric, um, you're, I hear Sony's going after the weeb market and they're going to put, throw down some fat cash for some Japanese exclusive games from Capcom and Square Enix. Is there any title you would be hurt by if they made a year exclusive for a PS5 deal? Hmm. Probably, you said with Square and uh, Square Capcom. And Capcom. Capcom. And possibly Konami. I've heard Konami, Capcom, and Square Enix so far. Those three. Any, um, any titles that would hurt you emotionally that I have to wait a year and watch the PS5 enjoy them without your you being able to do it on your master race. Well they already own uh Kingdom Hearts and uh and They don't Final own Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom well, Hearts three came out on both consoles day and date. That's true. I forgot about that. And Kingdom Hearts now uh one two and all the little garbage ones in between on the pl- mobile platforms have came out on Xbox now as well. No, that's very true. I completely forgot about that. Shut down. <laughs> Damn. Shut down. I'm 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 super knowledgeable when it comes to bullshit. Like, but, plead uh, the fifth. <laughs> but um, is there any any um exclusives that like and like are they gonna do another Kingdom Hearts game? It took them how many years to get the third one out? Um, yeah, it took them forever. Like fucking guy. And, it, and it's not even that good. <laughs> so um, again, any current like traditional multi-platform because they're talking about multi-platform games for each one of these three um developers becoming a ps exclusive for at least a year and they're throwing down some fat cash uh i don't know maybe like god eater or something like that like one of those uh that would hurt you inside who makes that i don't even know what it is god eater is super weird is a monster hunter anime style game how weeb is it just a one scale one to ten one to weave. Is it is it is it more than Cloud um High? Did you see the PS5 reveal of Cloud High? No. Oh, oh dude, God. it's basically like a furry game, but like in a Persona universe. Oh yeah. And like yeah, they're basically all the furries are dressed up as like Japanese schoolgirls. His oh god was like an a euphoric dude, oh god. You want you want you want you want us to give you a just, minute while you look at the trailer. You want to you want us to give you a minute like so you can uh, you can you can uh, have some alone time with that trailer. Yeah, you want to you want us to give you twenty minutes and a nap. That oh god wasn't uh, directed into excitement. It was more so of a you came on my description. Of, yeah, just it was a more of it was a more of I just you don't need a minute. You just no, you just completely. You completely finished. finished. Got it. You Got don't it. know it, yeah. but I'm smoking right now. <laughs> just to go ahead and enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah. Okay. Just post-coital smoke. Do you want me to leave you some cab fare too? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I I made made you come, and I'll uh, leave you a little cab fare so you can get home on. The... Thanks. A train. 
Um, but okay, um, I'm making fun of you. I don't know what the hell that game is, so I'm guessing it's pretty weeb, weeby. Um, is there any other big titles? And like, I hear they're going after big titles, and I'll, I'll, I'll go over the big titles here that I've heard um, that they're possibly eyeballing. But um, any big titles that would hurt you if they were PlayStation 5 exclusives? I don't know, because a lot of the games that I've played that are very weird, yeah. like Persona um, games, those are multi-platform. So, so like, Persona was like one of those that was like kind of taken over by somebody. I, I, I've, I've heard they have like a spending like allowance of like a billion dollars to lock up exclusives for like the first like year or two. Really? And, I, and I've heard that they are targeting Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Possibly Monster Hunter. <sighs> That's gonna hurt. <laughs> And for Konami, Silent, Silent Hill game. Really? Silent Hill? That's, it's been a while. I know, right? You can miss it. Do you want to cuddle up against it? Do you want to whisper in its ear and tell it how much you love it? Whisper I, might, sweet I, things. I, I might have to leave this uh, chat for that then. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's but, my time. But, but those are, um, those are exclusive. I've, I've, I've heard rumors of them going. The one I've heard the strongest is Final Fantasy 16 and Silent Hill. Those two I've heard quite a bit from a lot of different people um so anyways pierce do you have that calendar opened up for talking about um next gen launches yeah talk about experience starts september 23rd to november 4th 2020 um get your chances to win at xbox series x before anyone can buy it by buying a medium or large drink that has a code on it. Um, this contest goes from September 23rd to November 4th, 2020. So you can get it before anyone else can buy it. What day did I predict the Xbox Series X was going to come out? Um, like your November date was, I think, the 4th. Um, I predicted the Thursday or Friday, the 5th or 6th. Yeah. And this contest would be ending Right when I said those, I, I said it, there were three dates that I thought the Xbox Series X would come out. November 3rd on the Tuesday, the first week of November. Yeah. The Thursday or Friday, the 5th or 6th. And it would be ending on the 4th, which is a Wednesday, which means you could get it the day before you could buy it, which would be the 5th or the 6th. Yep. Lines, the Taco Bell contest lines up with my theory that it pulled out of my asshole. I'm going to win this. I mean, let's start betting, man. Let's say fucking I feel buddy. good, and I feel like I saw a leak that the PlayStation Five sometime. I don't even know substantial, but I heard like PlayStation Five on November thirteenth, and that was like my other prediction. Yeah. But anyways, um, I mean, everyone, if you go pull out this, there. If and, you pull this um, out of your ass and you actually fucking are I, right, I, if I nail both of them, man, I'm gonna just start buying lottery podca- tickets. I'm gonna podcast, play. Yeah, this podcast. I'm gonna play Daryl. Blow the fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna buy um, lottery tickets and play Daryl's fucking birthday. Oh yeah. Um, like, this everyone, podcast needs to get on the map if you fucking hit both of those right. And just talk about. I think you owe me a little bit of um, some um some um, advertisement fee there so um hook yeah. me up talk about call me call me call me call me also you keep taking extraordinary things off your men- and menu and you make me want to go to you less and less and less but i might <laughs> order a soft drink for the first time ever just for uh to try to win a xbox series x just you might order a baja blast just to get an xbox one so x. um one of the many things i um pulled eric on this podcast tonight for 
Um, he's not only a weeb that gets really into furry Japanese schoolgirl cartoon games like Cloud High on the PS5, but he also gets really into skateboarding, which I feel like Japanese girls can appreciate that. So his dream might, he might not die in vain. Um, this week, <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater um, 1 and 2 remake review came out and i'll save my views of tony hawk and my stories but like i have never heard eric's stories about tony hawk pro skater one and two tell us a little bit about your experience on this and how excited you are for this remake so back when well i was like maybe 10 12 i ended up playing the first tony hawk really believe that it was came like out first... 98 so yeah about eight nine so, yeah, so I started playing that. That's really what got me into wanting to go ahead and skateboard in real life. Um, sucked at it. Ha- have you learned yet how to skateboard? Oh, I know how to ride a skateboard. I can do a manual, Papa Ollie. Just very basic tricks. <laughs> but um, I sucked at the game initially, and that's when I started learning about cheat codes and <laughs> just using every single cheat code, like uh, the anti gravity cheat codes and stuff like that. And that was really what was like my main thing with Tony Hawk. It was just playing around with like different mechanics, going ahead, like unlocking the random characters. Uh, Who was your favorite character to play with? I had three. Um, Ronnie Mullins. Um, there was a uh, the fat guy. It was a uh, uh, that was a cheat code. The security guard. Yes, and then that uh, was a good one. Yeah, and then uh, the cheat code for Darth Maul. That See, was another fun one. My three favorite were Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Darth Maul. Nice. Um, do you know they actually pit the um, security officer in again, and you want to know who they modeled him after? Who? Jack Black. Paul Blart. <laughs> Jack Black is in the new Tony Hawk game as a security guard. I forget what the security guard's name is. But yeah, the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out in 1999, and I remember getting a demo disc for it from Pizza Hut. And we went home, and I remember it had like Final Fantasy VIII on it, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like probably like a, one of those weird Naughty Dog games, what do they call them, Jack and Dexter? Oh, I love did they even? Did they even? I don't even think they had it on PlayStation. I'm probably it was probably some other gay platform or like a Crash Bandicoot or something. Anyways, I thought I wanted that so I could weave out in Final Fantasy VIII, but man, was I wrong! My friend let us borrow his PlayStation, and we played the fuck out of uh, the warehouse on Tony Hawk. And the only song that ever mattered to us on that first Tony Hawk game was Goldfinger Superman, because I could just turn off all the other fucking songs and listen to that over and over and over and over it's the only song that mattered to us we just sang fucking superman by goldfinger and fucking went down that ramp of the warehouse jumped the net over the pipe crashed the glass like office on the top and just fucking wiped out and watch our faces explode against the pavement <laughs> i had a friend who bought a playstation just to play tony hawk after he like came over and played that game So I'm dedication right there. I'm super excited for this remake. I'll I'm gonna be completely mm-hmm. honest. I'll probably wait till it goes on sale here on for Black Friday, and I'll buy it digitally. But I'm excited to play it. Oh yeah, same. I was watching some of these videos they did of how much this saved skateboarding, and how much this changed Tony Hawk's life. 
Um, I there was a story of Tony Hawk saying like he didn't realize how big this was getting and they gave him a residual check for like a million dollars and he did not know what to fucking do with this check he like he's like how can you even cash this is this possible they literally hand him a million dollar check after like the residual sales went out and like this revitalized the whole skateboard scene saved it from the brink of uh, extinction and it did the exact opposite of what et did for the video game industry in the night oh god or <laughs> three oh the et ruined game dude oh, that was god. the dark ages um they have a new um video game um netflix series that came out called high score it's not about the excavation of et destroying the video game industry i know microsoft like funded that and that came out a while ago but this one's about like the growth of video games through like the generations um if anyone hasn't watched it it's worth a watch i highly recommend yeah, it i've seen i believe the first four episodes of it it's actually really good i'll have to give that a watch so um tony hawk games were notorious for some of the highest metacritic scores they got like perfect scores left and right um for about the first four entries and then they started going off a steep decline where they crashed and buried themselves because activision loves running shit into the wall till the wall's on fire the game's on fire and all the children in the surrounding neighborhoods are on fire they did the same thing with guitar hero (laughs) and call of duty hasn't blown up somehow anyways um it's a good game it's getting really good reviews i know ign scored like a 9 out of 10 it metacritic score i believe is all high 80 low 90 something like that everyone's loving it they somehow nailed the magic again and they got a lot of the original soundtracks i had a friend when tony hawk 2 came out he swore to me up and down trap song headstrong they were gonna be the next big band and they were going to be i was going to remember where i first heard that song because they were going to be such a big deal. And I now don't know anyone who would ever give a shit about the hair trap again. Um, next, next, next story. Um, any, the Avengers game. There's no final reviews on this as of right now. Um, has anyone played this? Anyone read anything on it? Dog shit. Yeah, I haven't really messed with it. I know there was a demo. I downloaded oh, it and never touched it. Fucking dog. I, I, I played quite a bit of the demo. I, I made it through quite a bit. Um, I will say the Metacritic score is not terrible. It's in the low 70s. U- user scores like a uh, low, uh, high five. I, the only people I've seen critically give it like a good actual review. And most people, there's only been like actual journalists, what they consider journalists because most of these publications aren't games journalists um there's only actually like 17 of these and game informer gave it to 88 um and everyone else is under progress and no one else i would actually consider an actual real journalist that gave it a what they consider a good review any publication that i would actually read destructoid gave it 60 and one negative review, and I don't even know who that is. So no one who's like a serious journalist has like really put their final score on this because it takes a little bit of these games with their service to really get your feet and sink, uh, sink your teeth in. But I'm not holding out high hopes. I've heard the battle pass and the mi- microtransactions are kind of atrocious so far. When are they ever though? 
Right. Not, aren't they? Like, I like it when um, they actually have a feature, and any game who does this, I, I will play it till I die, has a feature that you can schedule a surgery to donate organs that you don't need so you can continue to play the game, and that's a game I'm waiting on. <laughs> okay. Um, next one was um, Ratchet and Clank showed um, at the Gamescom. Oh, they showed uh, actual like full gameplay. Yeah. Nice. Seven minutes. I, I talked about this a little bit earlier. It actually looks good. It actually looks like a new shiny toy. And if it launched on any console, day and day, I'd actually get it. But there is no actual launch date for it. But it actually looks like a really fun game. It looks nice, polished. It looks alive, ambient. And I can tell this is where most of the game went to um, the last few years of um, Insomniac working on something that wasn't Spider-Man DLC. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be one of their two feasts. It's going to be their knack of the generation, you know, actually like demonstrating what the console can do hardware-wise, um, because it's really taking advantage of actually having an SSD, which this game it will be out on PC at some point, and you'll be able to play it. It's not proprietary Sony hardware only. Um, I know the developers have even said, went on record saying like we could do this on the Xbox Series X with the speed of their SSD and every all their hardware. So I, I do see this as one of those games that will get ported on the PC sooner or later, but it's supposed to be launch window and it actually looks really slick. Um, did I know Pierce didn't see it based on what he said. Eric, did you happen to see this at all? No, my knowledge on the, anything new with Ratchet and Clank is pretty minimal. Okay. Well, I, I think it's worth a watch, everyone. It's actually really pretty. I I really wish it was a launch game because it actually looks interesting and it could actually slide my decision a little bit to dabble a little bit more in the the launch of the PlayStation. But Godfall's not really capturing me right now. I can wait to play standalone story content. Um, but uh, if I can continue existing in my ecosystem, I'd be happy. Um, Next piece of news is Eric. I'm really gonna lean on you on this one because you're my you're my PC guy, and I can't imagine you're a PC guy and did not read and watch this video, the RTX 3000 series demo. Oh yeah. Um, take us the... take us a dive. Take us a dive in the the new graphic. So, the new generation of graphic processors by Nvidia was introduced this past week. Um, They've actually, I think, waited about three years to actually do a new generation, which they usually do a new iteration about every two years, and they took three years. And this is supposed to be one of the largest leaps in graphic fidelity uptick. And it actually outpaces a lot of the I.O. throughput that the Xbox Series X and PlayStation trouted. So it's actually ahead of what the consoles were showing, and everyone thought the consoles were ahead of what PC could do for once in their ever existence. Um, and they showed a really good tech demo. And if I had to describe the tech demo, I would say a hoarder's house that collected marbles under their bed for their entire life. <laughs> Got to go into that world and see what kind of weird, freaky shit they were into. Oh uh, yeah. Take us away with your your PC knowledge, house. What 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 were your thoughts on this tech demo and the announcement of this? Um, I was really taken aback by it. I wasn't I already knew that they were coming out with this stuff. Um I thought uh the Ryzen series stuff was gonna go ahead and actually just take charge and once they went ahead and talked about their new graphics cards, this kind of just popped in right afterwards. And 
everybody that I've been talking to, they're really hyped for this. I have a bunch of friends that have like PCs that are ready to go ahead and need upgrades and they're definitely jumping on this. Uh, it's, it's looks really good, at least power wise. Um, my only complaint with it is it's so much power it's going to take up a, it takes up a lot more. I just recently upgraded to uh, the RTX 2070 Super, and that one basically is now blown out of the water based with what they have. And Man, you finally caught up to me and surpassed me. Congratulations. <laughs> My 2080 RTX. I think, I think yours might be able to outclock it a little bit. I think I have a little bit more onboard memory, but you're processing your, your, your um, where, they, where they measure those and trilobytes. I don't know. Teraflops, you're out. You're out teraflopping me. Yeah, but um, I'm totally ready to go ahead and get this 30 series and play some uh crazy Fortnite on some like new ray tracing. So have they ever done a a series with a 90 increment? Because now they're doing 60, the 3060, 70, 80, and now 90. Is that a new increment for them? Because you don't they usually cap out at 80s? Yeah, for the most part, it's mostly uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And then after that, they go into the TI series. Uh, Super is pretty much their newest thing now. And even with the Supers, it's still like they'll go into Super TI. So hearing them do this whole entire like 90 series, uh, going into like 3090 is something completely different on their end. Do you think they'll go the Capcom right, route where they go Super Hyper um, Turbo Edition? Oh, yeah, I can imagine that. Ready for the championship uh, tournament cons, uh, versions. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I will say that demo they showed and a tech demos never really show realistically what you expect. But it's a hoarder's house playing marble racing in their um, mom's attic. And I, I think everyone should look at it because you could probably watch it and really think it's in a hoarder's house who plays with marbles in their mom's attic all day long. It's one of the creepiest but coolest tech demos I've ever seen. And I don't know if my computer case could even handle this. Like yeah. those cars yeah, those are, are beefy. Big. They're I, I've seen them held up next to a PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X, and they're actually like longer than those consoles. Yeah. Can your computer case even have one, or you just have to like open up the back and let it air out? <laughs> I might have to just cut out a section for it because I've seen them, and my motherboard wouldn't be able to go ahead and hold it where in a spot. Like they are ridiculously massive who, who has a computer case that even like could fit this is my biggest concern i would assume anybody who has like the ti series uh graphics cards because those themselves are pretty pretty huge i mean my graphics card probably takes up about a good foot but i mean those look like a good foot and a half i might wait till they like get like a year into the 3000 series and they like cut the size down by like a fourth Oh, they'll definitely have like miniature versions of them. They do that with pretty much all graphics cards. There's always like this uh, mini version that they decide to go ahead and release. I'm suppose I suppose they'll like, come out with something like that. I mean, I'm sure the mini versions will take up like two STI slots or whatever those slots are called. I forget. My link goes a little dull. The PCIs? Yeah, the PCI slots. I'm, I'm maybe um, maybe the minis will take up two PCI slots to kind of like take up less space. Yeah, the only time will tell. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can go ahead and get one until I get a new uh, case. Yeah, and that's such a pain in the ass. Um, one 
Um, one, oh yeah, one other leak I saw the uh, the PlayStation Five is supposed to have an event next week on Wednesday. We'll see if that comes up and what they has. It's probably a state of play of some sort. Who knows what they'll go into? I'm um, hopefully it's at least a state of play of the new Spider-Man game since that game's supposed to come out in November. Um, shit. <laughs> I'm going to go on to our last piece of news. And this one has been blowing up, and I think it just came out Tuesday or Wednesday. I forget. All my days seem to be the same. It came out the third, so yesterday. There's a Nintendo Direct celebrating the Mario's 35th anniversary. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Star was the big announcement for the Switch. It includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. And all three will be launched on September 18, 2020. So they gave it 15 days heads up before this game was going to come out. Somehow it didn't fully leak. In addition to the collection, it will include an in-game music player to play music and songs from all three titles and games, 175 tracks. Um, all three games will be updated Joy-Con controllers with Rumble, and players will be able to use motion controllers and Mario Galaxy if they wish. Furthermore, while each game will have a higher resolution, Super Mario Sunshine will also be presented with an updated 16-9 aspect ratio. And it looks like none of them are going to be like redone with new um, graphics at all. It's going to be kind of uh, just up-res from what they currently do look like. slash like so retro. You're going to look like you're still playing with Clay with Mario 64. Yeah. That game is pretty fucking sweet. So oh, yeah. um, does... Uh, Pierce, what what's your take on this? And I hear there's going to be a very limited release of physical copies, and there's a bunch of weird shit that's going on with this um, 35th anniversary of Mario 2. And I'll see if I can find that so I can go through all the weird shit they announced. I mean, I honestly can't believe that Mario is 35 years old. I remember playing that when I was like seven on my Nintendo 64 that my stepdad had. And it was fucking phenomenal. Even back then, going back to it when I go to like my cousin's house, it's fucking great. It's a great game. That's really like the only big Mario game I've ever gotten into was Mario 64. Um, like I played Mario Racing and everything, and like Marble or Mario Party on like the Wii and shit. But really, I if I had a Switch and shit, I would definitely get. Mario just to play Mario 64. Just Eric, actually go through and play it and beat it. This is the first time ever. Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy have been released off their native platforms. You excited? Are you on mute? Are you dead? I think you just came again. Probably, probably <laughs> oh. smoking, a, smoking another cigarette. Nah, he, watched that, he watched that furry... Uh, trailer. Um, I don't know. Uh, I am definitely excited about it, but at the same time, Nintendo has this thing where they try to do limited releases of stuff, and then next thing you know, it they pop up with uh, another virtual system. And I've been really kind of like listening out on this, and that's something that a lot of uh, Switch fans are like expecting because this is supposed to be like a six-month thing. I believe for the for the Super Mario Galaxy uh Super Mario 3D All-Star thing. It's supposed to be like 6 months and so, then that's it for it. And, and it's just, 
every single time they release one of these all-star games, they are very covenant and they do a limited release. They did a limited release for the Super Nintendo where they had Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3 with updated graphics. They released the limited copies and that was it. They did a limited release again and for the Wii and those things sell like bonanza and it seems like physical copies is going to be very limited. I'm not hundred percent sure the digital will be, but it does sound like I did remember reading something about like at the end of March, they're cutting off all this yeah. Mario stuff. Like you won't be able to get it after that. And they're only doing initial physical releases this month. And after this first batch, that goes out, there won't be any physical. It'll only be digital till the end of March. Yeah. Like, uh, the only game out of that I would be really excited for is Mario Sunshine. Um, Mario 64. My friend, my friend told me that's the trashiest Mario game of all time. I honestly think Rob, it's the best Rob one. Tiz, all, Rob Tisdale uh, told me this. Uh, the ones that they're offering, I think Sunshine would probably be the best one out of I've them. heard Galaxy was the, and Mario 64 are by far platform Mario, like, top-of-the-line games. I don't know. Uh, Galaxy, I didn't like too much. I liked uh, Galaxy 2, but uh, I don't know. Nintendo, I guess, doesn't look at that as even being a game anymore. Um, people do think they'll release Mario Galaxy 2 next year, just as like the end of his um, 35th anniversary year or something. Yeah. Um, uh, on top of that, they announced Super Mario 3D World plus ba- Bowser's Fury arriving on Nintendo Switch on February 21st, 2021. Um, Super Mario 3D World, which was released on Wii U in 2013, will be re-released for Nintendo Switch on February 20, 12, 2021. It'll also include something called the Bowser's Fury, but Nintendo hasn't quite revealed what that will be. There's a Mario Kart circuit race through your home with like AR experience. There's a game and watch Super Mario Brothers bring classic games to a modern take on a classic device. A game and watch um, Super Mario Brothers, a new collection of device inspired by the original game and watch. Worst for really, first release in the 1980s. And it has the lost levels and a few other like makeover Mario games. Um, the one that I thought was really interesting that was coming out is Super Mario Brothers. 35, a Mario Battle Royale game. Um, so you have Super Mario 35 featuring, well, 35 players, and it's a competitive online battle game that will challenge players with being the last Mario standing. And means that are defeated will be sent to other players' courses and vice versa, and there will be a special item around the maps that will hinder your opponents. Super Mario Brothers 35 will be released on a digital-only game exclusive with Nintendo Switch Online members on October 1st, 2020, and it will only be playable to Mar- March 31st, 2021. Does that excite anyone? Does that sound it, sound, it sounds interesting. It sounds like... Uh... They did something similar to that with, uh, I believe, Tetris 99, where it was like every, it was like you had 99 people play against each other in a Tetris game. I think it's trying to go in that aspect, but instead, you running through levels as Mario. So yeah, we I, just, we talked about that last week or a week before actually was the Tetris. Yeah. Um. So basically, um, you're running through this world, and as you kill an enemy, it goes into your um other players' worlds, and it like like fucks them up like i'm looking at a screenshot where mario has a flying fish a flying bullet bowser like five goombas a piranha plant uh one of those fucking octopuses and like two turtles and a spike turtle like all coming at him because other people have killed them and kicked them at them 
Oh, but that sounds like normal uh, Super Mario Maker. I've seen stages like just like that. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> these are getting thrown at you because other people. Um, other players, them. yeah. Um, the other release that will be hitting out, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars will be released today on Nintendo Switch. Super Mario Brothers All-Stars with original releases on the Super Nintendo in 1993 includes the versions of Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Level, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3. Enhanced 16-bit graphics will now be made available on Nintendo Switch later today. Damn. So that's a that's a big drop of Super Mario, and I like I again don't log my Switch on very much, but I bought I already pre-ordered a physical copy of the Super Mario um, 3D All Stars because I know there's a limited physical release. I'm going to buy Super Mario Brothers All Stars so I can play the original three Super Mario Brothers. Have are, have you made the, any moves on these, Eric? Um. I'm not. Pro I'm probably not going to buy the physical copies. I'll go ahead and get the digital. Yeah, I'm going to actually buy the, the digital versions. I'm only doing the physical one as a collector's item. Mm. But yeah, no. Um, I'm not so sure. I'm getting the Super Mario All Star Pack just because I've played all of those Mario games on multiple occasions in different aspects of either a different Nintendo game or even through an emulator. Well. And I'm mostly getting it so if like I get bored here or there, I can pop it in and play here or there or something. And I'm hoping they have online multiplayer for like Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario Brothers that you can play some of those games with each other. If it has online features, that that would be a more of a of a selling point. I'll definitely go ahead and think about jumping on that. I have family members that'll be fun to play with. Or if I'm even killing time on a plane or something, I would love to like jump in those games and like pick up where I like let off like months ago and just like beat a few levels and move on with my life i don't know i'm, I'm excited for the mario things I'll, I'll like dip in and probably try the super mario brothers 35 just to get a feel for it because it's one of those things you'll be able to play in this time bubble and you'll never be able to touch it again so because that's just how nintendo works they're like disney in that sense where they're like well, this, game's vault out, this game's coming out of the vault but get it before it goes back into the vault and we don't let it come out for another 10 years Um, I think that has um, all the news we're going to cover for the day. Um, I want a special thanks for Eric Shimaru to come out here and weeb out and show us how weeby people weeb. Um, I don't know how that weaves, but I'm gl hope, glad you're able to weeb and get those vibes out to everyone. Uh, everyone check out um, Cloud High. Um, it's the weebiest weeb game you could ever want if that's your thing. I know Eric's going to be watching that trailer and over and over. Um, I wanna a lot tonight. I want to be watching that. Oh, it's, it's already buffered. It's already playing. It's been playing. It's been on a loop since we said it. <laughs> I want to I wanna thank um, Pierce PP Grave, my Vic Vinegar, for staying on. I know it's a little bit late for him. And I am your host, Jordan. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll get back on our weekly schedule. Hopefully, we'll have console launch news the next two weeks because if not dude are you trying to sell us something in the next like seven to six weeks because yeah. i think you should i would like to i yeah, would like to together sony microsoft come on <laughs> everyone i'll uh, catch you later good night